Welcome to the Richard Blackby Leadership Podcast, helping people take their leadership to the next level. Brought to you by Blackby Ministries International. Welcome back to the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. It's good to be with you. And if this is your first time listening to us, uh, we are kind of in the second part of uh, a little series we're doing here on the seasons of God. We introed it last week. Uh, Richard, you talked about the importance of timing and knowing God's timing in uh, as it relates to leadership, as it relates to your life. And and so, so this week, uh, Richard, uh, why don't you give us a little overview of uh, of the seasons of God, of what that looks like. Talk a little bit about uh, springtime and, and what does that mean in the in the life of a leader. Yeah, I, uh, I we were looking last week at Ecclesiastes chapter three verse one, and in the King James, the New King James versions, it says, "To everything there is a season," which means that every part of your life has a season to it. Whether it's uh, your married life, unfortunately, marriage is not just one long honeymoon. Honeymoon is a part of, is a season, uh, but then you go to other seasons, and it's not that one season is better than the other. It's just not the same. Same with raising kids; it's not the same all the time. And same with leading. You you get hired on, and the first days of being a leader are different than perhaps ten years later. And so, uh, if you know what to expect, you're not caught by as many surprises. And so, when we talk about to everything there is a season, of course, uh, there's different seasons depending on where you are in the world. You know, there are places that just are hot season and then really hot season. There's places... Yeah, I think uh, I think Georgia falls under that. Uh, <laughs> summer and then really summer. Yeah, they. Uh, I know in, where I lived in Canada, uh, they said that they had 11 months of winter and one month of bad skiing, you know, and uh, <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of winter. So but I think in North America, at least, we're very familiar with four basic seasons of spring, summer, fall, and winter. And I think those four seasons are very reflective of the seasons that a leader would go through. And this is important because it's not just about leadership. I think it's about life in general. So yeah. uh, every person listening to this podcast right now is in the midst of one of those four seasons. And I'll try to unpack that for you. But but we know that, for instance, spring in North America is a time of beginnings. I grew up in Canada, and so we longed for spring. Spring all of a sudden meant that that snow was finally melting, that green was shooting back up again, that uh, those fair-weather geese were actually returning north once again, yeah. that uh, new animals were being born, that... Uh, the rivers and creeks were rushing with extra energy from all the, the melted snow runoff that had gone into them. There was an energy. It's, it's not bitterly cold anymore, but it's also not hot like in summer. You might still want to wear a light jacket or sweater. There's a crispness to the air, but you're going back outside again. Farmers are looking at those fields and beginning to plant seeds again. They're, and, of course, spring's about uh, potential because... You're going to plant a bunch of seeds, but you don't know what the rainfall will be like. You don't know what the weather will be like. You don't know if there'll be hailstorms later. You, it's just it's about possibilities. You you can't predict the future. You can just plant seeds and do all you can to prepare for it. Uh, and so that's what springtime's about. Summer, if you're on a farm, 
you've planted the seeds now, and now summer comes, and summer is a time of heat. Now it's hot. You're still working, but now it's, it's sweat-type work. It's toilsome. There can be long days of hard work. And you may have worked hard and, and uh, sweat much all day long in summer, but at the end of the day, you still don't have a harvest. You still can't eat anything. That, that wheat is still growing. Now, it's, it's growing, it's, it's progressing, it's maturing, uh, but it's not ready for harvest yet. And uh, we'll, we'll unpack summer, but um, I would say summer is often what separates great leaders because everybody can have a dream. Everybody can have a springtime where they consider the possibilities. But unless you have a good summer season, you're never going to experience harvest. And I mentioned last week there are some people that are dreamers who just want to live in perpetual springtime. They love to dream up ideas. And I've known these guys all my life that every time you see them, hey, Richard, let me tell you about an idea I had. Let me tell you about what I'm working on right now. Uh, and they're, they're wanting, basically, they're wanting other people to buy into their dream so that they can make it happen. But they don't yeah. want to pay the price of summer, of toil and sweat, equity, until their dream actually makes it to harvest. And so summer is a season of maturing, of growth, of heat, of sweat, uh, and just hanging on until finally the harvest comes. And then, of course, fall is about harvest. The scripture says, you will reap what you've sown. I tell people, I can't predict the future, but I can, I can probably predict much of what your future will consist of if you'll tell me what you have been sowing. Hmm. What, have you, what seeds have you planted in your life? And I can have a pretty good idea what you're going to be sowing in your life in the future. And so harvest time is uh, the time where you now reap everything that you've sown in spring and how faithfully you've labored in summer. And then we come to winter, and we'll take time again to unpack that. But winter is a, is a time of endings. It's a time where things die. It's a time where things come to an end. And you may have had a beautiful vegetable garden. You may have had a wonderful crops out in the field, but now they're covered with snow. Uh, now everything has stopped growing. And it, typically it's the least favorite for a lot of people, unless you just really like hockey and, uh, <laughs> and skiing. But winter is a time where things rest. Uh, if you look at, again, at a, at a field on a farm, it's f maybe fallow ground. It's just, now that field's just sitting there and you'd say, well, it's not doing anything. It's kind of a waste. Why did, why did God even invent winter? Uh, I mean, nothing, <laughs> nothing happens there. But of course, uh, so much of your springtime hinges on what kind of winter you had. Uh, even, even ground needs to rest. It needs to be replenished. Uh, and so we, we've not, again, been taught very much about how to handle winter as well. Hmm. So winter, we typically want to just race through it as quickly as possible and get to the next springtime. But how you handle winter will determine everything about what kind of springtime you're going to have next as well. Yeah, well, this this brings raises at least in my mind all all kinds of questions. Yeah, so we'll we'll take a quick break here and uh, dive into what springtime actually looks like uh, in the life of a leader. During this series, we want to offer our listeners an extra ten percent off Richard's popular book, The Seasons of God, which can help you identify the changing seasons in your life. Go to blackbeestore.org and use coupon code SEASONS at checkout for an extra 10% off your copy of The Seasons of God. Okay, Richard, before we dive into what springtime looks like, I want to ask, 
is springtime just for young people and is, you know, fall just for older people? Like for us, for us, and I, and I still consider myself young, <laughs> maybe on the yeah. tail end of young. The tail end, you can. Uh, yeah, I still claim that. But so is springtime, is that just, uh, you know, young people? You look at uh, Silicon Valley and it's full of young people starting things, having springtimes. Yeah, I, you know, that, that's actually a really good question. And it's one that I actually got wrong earlier on. I used to think that that's how it was, that your spring years, maybe your first 20 years of life, your winter years, you know, maybe as, when, it, as, when you became a senior citizen onward and uh, summer and fall were kind of there in the middle. But what I realized at a certain point was that we actually go through a series of seasons that you can have a springtime as a senior adult. In fact, over the course of your life, you may have a number of springtimes, a number of winters. So uh, the way I would describe it, if, if I looked at my own life, would be like this. When I was born and I began my life as a preschooler, you, you always begin a new period of your life in springtime. It's all new to you. I didn't even, hadn't even met my parents before, at least on the outside. <laughs> and I couldn't speak. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't know anything. Every sound was new to me. It was an overwhelming springtime of a learning curve just to understand my environment. But eventually I moved into summer. And I learned to walk. First, I learned to crawl and then to walk. I began to recognize sounds and people and names. And I eventually, I had a couple of uh, siblings. And so by the time I reached fall, fall, the fall season of being a preschooler was basically the fall always represents the peak when you're at, at the, the top of your game. And so I just turned five. I had a couple of younger brothers. And we would play all day long. I was the alpha male. I was the top leader. So I would organize games. We would go around chasing after monsters in the backyard and fighting <laughs> dragons and bad guys. And uh, we, we, I had, it was just glorious as a preschooler, playing in the backyard all day. I had mastered that backyard. I mastered all my toys and so on. And then one day, a dark, cold winter set in on my preschool years. And I was uh, exiled off to kindergarten. It was a whole <laughs> new... It was the end of those carefree play-all-day preschool years. Those were good years. <laughs> I still miss those years. Uh, but it was time to move on. Now I was in a springtime of elementary school. I got to elementary school and they, I was a kindergartner, but there were eighth graders there. There were monsters. I, all of a sudden, I was not the biggest kid on the premises and I was scared. Uh, I, I literally would get worried and fretful when the school day was coming to an end that my mother might forget to pick me up and I'd be left with all those giants walking about. <laughs> But I, I went from springtime as an elementary student to, uh, uh, to summertime, and I began to make friends. I began to learn the system. I began to learn my way around the classrooms, how to take tests, uh, how to respond to teachers, and uh, made some friends, learned to play some sports. And so eventually I made it to the fall of elementary school. I was uh, in the eighth grade. Now I'm the giant. I'm one of the biggest kids on the playground. Everybody looks to me with reverential awe. But then one day winter sets in again. We have uh, an eighth grade graduation and I'm booted out of elementary school and now I'm going to high school. Uh, well, I tell you what, it's a brand new springtime for me. And it's amazing how quickly you can go from a very confident fall season of being at the top of your game, and then all of a sudden, it's a huge new steep learning curve. 
can I make it in high school? Yeah. There's people there, there's students there with facial hair. And uh, I'm just this, uh, this scared, timid, skinny uh, ninth grader who's just trying not to get killed by the 12th graders. I remember walking down the hallway at the end of uh, school in the first week, and I inadvertently walked by the senior football team that was in the hallway about to go out for practice. And one lineman grabbed hold of me and decided he saw this scared uh, ninth grader freshman and decided to try out the firmness of his new shoulder pads by banging them against my face. And uh, my braces I was wearing at the time actually got caught in uh, his jersey. And when he pushed me away, there's threads from his jersey stuck to my braces. Now he's mad at me for wrecking his jersey. And uh, how do you explain in a rational, calm manner to a a lineman in the football team that you did not intend to ruin his practice jersey with your braces when he was slamming your face into them. Uh, I knew then I was no longer at the top of the food chain. And so once again, I've got to learn my way through. Uh, But I go into the summertime of being a high school student. I become the captain of a sports team. I People all get to know who I am. And, and I'll, I'll never forget, as a 12th grader, going into a pep rally and everybody chanting my nickname and the whole high school. And, and I'd, I'd made it to the top. Uh, but then winter set in again, and I graduate from high school. And all of a sudden, I'm, I'm entering into a huge university, thousands of students, I don't know anybody. I don't even. I can't even find my classroom. It's. I've never had a system like that before. And again, I go through that season. And uh, uh, but eventually, I, I get to the winter season of of uh, being a college student. I get married, and I, now I go on to seminary. And then uh, ultimately, I go. I enter a new springtime in my first uh, job as a pastor. I, I'm also a new father, and so there's a bunch of of new things happening in that springtime of my life. And uh, and I thought to myself. It's wonderful being a pastor. I I sort of hunkered down to be the best pastor I could be, and uh, I get into a summertime of being a pastor where I uh, I'm reading books, I'm studying, I'm meeting with other pastors, I'm working hard, I'm trying to get my arms around what it means to be a good pastor, and eventually God really is blessing, and I I, I feel like I reach a harvest time, uh, a fall season as a pastor. We're seeing a lot of people joining the church, a lot of decisions. People love me. I'm being asked to serve on denominational boards, and people are telling me, boy, we need more people like you. And, and I'm feeling like, wow, all that hard work paid off, and uh, I'm having success. And then I'll never forget coming home one day, and my wife is crying. And I, I said, Lisa, what's, what's wrong? And she said, um, I know we're leaving. I know we're going to be leaving. And she didn't want to leave. We loved our church. We loved where we were. But she sensed, even before I did, that that time in our life was coming to an end, that winter was setting in. And I would say, just kind of an interesting observation about seasons, is that if you're married, or maybe even sometimes with your parents, uh, there'll be people that that know you well that can tell that the seasons are changing in your life even before you recognize it. Hmm. Especially us task-oriented people, we sort of put our nose to the the grindstone and we're not really looking around. And we don't notice that the leaves are turning color in our life, that a fall, the winter is setting in, uh, the temperature is getting colder, uh, the geese are going south. You know, we haven't noticed all that because we've been just working away week after week. 
But those around us have noticed things are changing. Things aren't the same. And so several of the biggest decisions in my life, my wife has actually picked up on it before I did, that there, things weren't the same. And I'm sure some of those listening can identify with just all of a sudden there's a restlessness in your spirit. Uh, there's just something, you, you may have always had an, a great vision for the future. You know, I know leaders who, they're always telling you about, well, God's given me a vision for where this company can go or what God will do with this church in the, in the years to come. And then all of a sudden, they don't have a vision for the future anymore. It just sort of goes blank. And I think it's because God knows they're not going to be there in the future, so that God doesn't need to give them a vision for that. As a pastor, I... I realized at a certain point God was moving me on, and uh, I ended up going to be the president of a seminary. And I thought, well, boy, where do you go from there? That's uh, I, I went through all the four seasons once again at that seminary, and I thought, this is it. I mean, people, kind of, this is what you retire, the kind of job you retire in, and so there, there just won't be a winter for this job. And I ended up staying there 13 years, and then one day, very unmistakably, God made it clear that that a winter was setting in on that job as well. It wasn't that things weren't going well. The, the, the board of trustees loved me, were very supportive. I had a great staff. Things were going well. Everything was going great. But I just realized winter had set in once again. And uh, I woke up one day and God said, but, but I've got another springtime for you. And that led me to work with Blackaby Ministries International, where I am to this day. But uh, what I've learned is I'm, I'm the kind of person that always wants to just stay where I am and just get a job that suits me well and that I like. And I, I, I build a team around me of people that I work well with. And then why move on? It's, everything's great. But God created us for seasons and for change. You know, God, uh, sometimes we think, well, you know, there probably wasn't even a winter season before the fall in the garden. <laughs> uh, you know, probably... That's just winter is probably just one of the results of the fall of sin. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the first, but do you know the first place in the Bible where the word season is even mentioned? Where would you guess? What? What? Well, you would you would think Genesis. Yeah, before or after chapter three. <laughs> well, you would think before. <laughs> yeah, you're doing well, Sam. Yeah, uh, actually, in chapter one. Chapter 1, verse 14, already, before sin has even entered the world, God creates the world, creation, with seasons built right into it. Hmm. So what that tells me is that God intends for people to experience change, that he doesn't want things to stay the same. Like, why have four different seasons? Why not just have a greenhouse, uh, yeah. you know, where everything's just the same, it's perfect room temperature year-round? Uh, why have a winter? Why have a spring where things are a little nippy in the mornings? Why have a summer where it sometimes gets really hot? Well, it's because God, in, a, in the normal course of even just one year, God doesn't want you just to experience the same thing. He wants to change it up. So if that's what God's like, if he built change right into the fabric of creation, then how do you think he's going to guide your life? He's going to be changing it up. He's going to introduce different seasons. Because I think God is so infinitely creative. There's just so many ideas that God has toward you, so many thoughts, that one season just isn't enough to cover all the bases. 
God says, you know, I know you'd really love summer, but hey, there's some awesome things about uh, fall. You, you got to see those uh, fall colors and you got to see the excitement that comes with harvest time. And But spring is really awesome too. And I don't want you to miss that. So I'm going to have some spring seasons that your life experiences as well. And I think God does the same with us. He looks at our life and says, hey, you only get one life on this earth. So I don't want it just to stay just plain vanilla the whole time. You might like vanilla, but let me encourage you. There's other flavors out there too. Uh, There's other experiences that you can have. And so God is going to just periodically change things up. And no one ever taught me that. No one ever prepared me for that. So I just kind of thought, let me just sort of build my little nest with all the perfect staff to work with and perfect systems and get myself in a home that I like and a place I like to live and and everything will be just like I like it, and then I'll just nestle in, and that'll be a great life. No one told me that the seasons might change in my life. No one ever told me that a winter might come that would disrupt all my well-laid plans, and I would realize I've got to change things up. But it's been revolutionary, uh, because that is how creation is operates. That's how God guides. And so when you understand that, you're not caught by surprise. You You, you begin to recognize, well, what does it mean when the the leaves are turning colors around my life. What does it mean when it's, the temperature is going down? I, I got, went outside this morning and I can feel a, a coolness in the air that I haven't been feeling uh, for the last couple of months. Stuff's yeah. changing in my life. And uh, if you don't want to be caught by surprise, you've got to learn to recognize when the seasons begin changing. Well, Richard, this has been really fascinating, uh, but I, I have to uh, just point out here that that we haven't uh, actually talked, we haven't drilled down into spring yet, uh, so maybe we will do that in the next podcast. <laughs> you're, uh, you're, you're having to point out some awkward uh, things here about this conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know, Sam, the thing is that uh, to think in terms of seasons goes against the grain of how most of us think, and so we really kind of have to lay out some of the the groundwork for that, yeah, uh, and, and kind of give you the big picture. Yeah, it's and very, I, very I, non-linear. Yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> and uh, I, I can be the king of preamble sometimes, but uh, <laughs> I, I think, uh, I think that sets the stage pretty well now to help people understand that over the course of your life, you will experience a number of spring times, a number of summers, a number of falls, a number of winters, uh, as you keep cycling them through. And uh, so just keep embracing each one as it comes and then know that there'll be another season that follows. But spring times have a unique uh, characteristic to them, just like winters do. And, uh, and so if you know which season you're in, you'll be better prepared to know what to expect and how to respond to what happens in your life during that season. That's great. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, review us on Apple Podcasts, and don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. If you have questions or comments, please email us at podcast at blackbee.org.